Hey everyone, Yasmin here. Over the course of the next few weeks, we're taking the opportunity to highlight our top five most popular episodes from 2021. If you are an avid listener of the podcast, chances are you may have missed one of these game-changing interviews. I hope you enjoy today's rebroadcast and I'm wishing you and your loved ones happy holidays and a soon-to-be new year. Before we go into today's episode, I wanted to share a bit more about my company, Bia. Prior to starting this podcast, I was working extremely long and crazy hours in banking and then in tech. I was totally burnt out, not living my truth, and dreaming of always building my own empire. With all of this stress came really debilitating periods from bloating, acne, cramps, extreme breast tenderness, and really unpredictable moods. I would always complain to my friends that I was literally out of commission for at least a week every single month, and that adds up to three months in every year. Other than feeling frustrated that my really bad periods were keeping me from pursuing my actual goals, I knew that something wasn't right. Women are not inherently designed to suffer every single month. That's when I learned about hormonal imbalances. I started working with functional medicine doctors who recommended I try something called seed cycling. And let me tell you, it's changed my life. Seed cycling is the simple process of using food as medicine to naturally support your hormones. It uses four different types of seeds, yes, actual seeds, throughout your menstrual cycle to support the balance of hormones like progesterone, and estrogen. Within weeks of starting this process, I noticed significant shifts in my period and my overall health. But I also noticed that seed cycling is actually kind of hard to do. I wanted the best quality seeds, freshly ground in the right amount, and it was very time consuming. So I decided to create a simple and effective way for anyone to start seed cycling today, using the highest quality organic seeds in the right amount with the right support. And it's called Bia and I'm so excited to bring it to you. Now, anyone struggling with hormonal imbalances can easily incorporate seed cycling into their busy schedule. It's been a complete game changer for me, and it's allowed me to focus on things that matter most to me, like this podcast and building my own empire. And most importantly, I want this for you too. If you or anyone you know has been struggling with hormonal imbalances or bad periods, check out our free guide with our top tips to tackling hormonal imbalances at beawellness.com slash free. Once again, it's beawellness, B-E-E-Y-A wellness.com slash free. We also included this link in the show notes along with a promo code for all of our Behind Her Empire listeners. I know you're going to love seed cycling just as much as I do. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Anytime you start a new chapter in life, I think it's so scary because you're taking this huge risk. But I did get advice from a friend once that said, the best investment you can make is on yourself. Remember that. Don't be scared to start this project because you are your best investment. Hey everyone, I'm Yasmin Nori and you're listening to the Behind Her Empire podcast. I'm on a mission to showcase successful self-made women who share honest stories and lessons of what it really takes to create the life you want and build your own empire. I wanna welcome this week's guest, Desi Perkins, to our show today. Desi is a digital content creator and founder of her eyewear brand, Desi, and skincare line, Desi Skin. Before becoming a mega beauty influencer with 
with over 4 million Instagram followers and over 3 million YouTube subscribers. Desi was working as a cocktail waitress, looking to make a change in her life, but wasn't sure which step she was going to take. It all started with a last minute Halloween costume that went viral in 2012. She used her background in art and what she learned on YouTube with special effects makeup to help make her husband's skeleton costume come to life. The costume, a skeleton complete with artful black and white makeup, served as publicity for her skills. And little did she know, it led her to a career in the beauty industry and becoming the serial entrepreneur that she is today. We'll talk to Desi about her career transition over the years, the power of just starting, even if you have no idea where the path will take you, the biggest mistakes and learnings she's had in business, and how she's balancing new motherhood with running her company and even starting a second one. Welcome to the show, Desi. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I have been listening to the podcasts and you have some really great people on here. So I am honored. It's a true honor and thank you. I know we talked about this before the interview, but Lauren Reidinger and I were talking about you on her podcast and I know she's been a big influence in your life. So it's such a small world that we have you on and I can't wait for our listeners to learn more about your own inspiring journey. So I can't wait to jump into it today. Let's do it, girl. I'm ready. Let's do it. So I'd love to start the interview actually about your mom. You know, she immigrated here at a young age and worked incredibly hard to make sure that you and your family had everything they needed. She's been a massive influence and a big champion in your life. So I'd love to hear more about your upbringing and her influence in who you are today. I always remember just our doors were open for anyone who needed help always. It didn't matter how much money we had, how little space we had. I think probably all of our family members have lived with us at one point. And she's always been that person to just welcome everybody into her home who needs help or is struggling. And she's always been such a good example of that and having compassion for people and their struggles. And there's one particular thing that really stuck with me my whole life, and that's When I was a kid, she picked me up from school and we were driving by a bus stop and it was raining. And there was a woman there with her child waiting for the bus. And my mom pulled over and said, hey, can I please give you a ride home? And the woman was like so shocked and thankful. And obviously now times are different. Like people are really scared (laughs) to like let random people in your car. But in that moment, my mom saw, I think she saw herself and someone else struggling and needing a ride home. And she did that for them. And I'll never forget that. I remember digesting that as a child and thinking, wow, okay. My mom just went out of her way to do this. And she's always been that person. She's always been the strongest person, no matter her struggles, worked really, really hard constantly worked. That's why my goal for her and my life was one day I would love to retire my mom after everything that she's done. She's worked herself into the ground. And so I'm happy that now through all of this, I was able to do that for her because she sacrificed so much for us and my brothers. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And I think that's the biggest gift to be in a position as a child to give back to your parents and take care of them because of what they've done for your life. So it's beautiful to see the impact she's made on your life and how you're able to give that back to her given where you are today. So I also want to talk more about, you know, before you were a YouTube star, serial entrepreneur and influencer, you spent many years in the service industry and you talk a lot about how you learned a lot there. So I'd love to hear more about that. And what was the aha moment for you to transition over to makeup as well? 
I respect anyone who works in the service industry is just know how hard it is and how many different people you have to deal with. And I think when you become a really, really good server, you understand different personalities and how you need to approach different people and really problem solving. Like I say this all the time that when hiring anyone for our company now, I would love them to have experience in those kinds of jobs because I know that they are hard workers and they're going to problem solve and get things done. There's just like so much skill that goes into that. I remember coming home from days of work and sometimes it would just be the most awful people that I'd have to work with that day, like really poorly treated. And there'd be days that it was amazing and I loved it and it was great. So I think I was in a really bad place where I started to doubt myself in my life. I always thought I'm going to do something great with my life. I'm going to do something great. And then I reached a point where I was like, wait, maybe I'm not. And that was so tragic for me that I even let my mind go there. Cause I think you should always be in your own corner. And I was feeling really down. My job was just awful at the time. You know, the service industry, their industry has, I mean, especially the job I worked at had a lot of male dominant manipulation. And there was like, just a terrible work environment, I remember. And I was at my breaking point. And I'll never forget, Stephen came into my work. He would often come in and visit me. Stephen's my husband. And he was my boyfriend at the time. But he came in and I just broke down crying because I just was miserable with my life and my job at the time. And he just looked at me and was like, just quit. Just quit right now. Obviously, at the time, we weren't well off. We had no idea how we were going to make it work and pay for things, but he just gave me that support, which I am so grateful for because I wasn't even sure we had that luxury to do that, but he just saw how hurt I was in that moment. And so I did, I quit and it was so scary, but a big turning point in my life because it forced me to then stop being complacent in this job and realize what I really wanted to do. Luckily, I accidentally fell into makeup because I was an artist first and I would draw and paint and all that stuff. And I know a lot of people have heard the story, but I think it's just so funny because Stephen is really so pivotal in every moment of my turning points in my career because he's the one who was like, hey, I need you to do my makeup for Halloween. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. I was always like doing my friend's makeup for fun in high school, but he wanted something special effects, right? So I watched... YouTube. And at the time wasn't super huge like it is now. There was only a few beauty creators and I watched how to do a special effects makeup. And I was like, okay, this is kind of like painting. I'm just going to figure it out. I did. And Steven went out that night and so many people started asking like, oh my God, who did your makeup? Can I book them? And I was like, yes, I did it. And (laughs) I lied. I was like, yeah, of course I do this. And I started taking clients out of my home And the house we lived in at the time was like, like a makeshift garage into a tiny place. And I was just taking people out of my house. I was like, yeah, of course I do makeup. I didn't have any professional kit tools, nothing. And that's kind of how it started. I just kept saying yes to these opportunities. And I realized, wow, makeup is a really amazing outlet for me creatively. And I'm going to just try to pursue this. So that's kind of how it started. That's incredible. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think in your journey, there's a lot of people listening who resonate with being in a position today and maybe not knowing I'm unfulfilled, but I don't really know what that next step is and seeing how you took that risk and look at where you are today. Did you ever envision when you quit that job as a server that you would be where you are today? 
never in my life did I think that that would even posting, I never thought that any of that would lead me to this. This wasn't even a job. It didn't exist. How could I have possibly like dreamt this up? I always knew I just wanted to do something that was a creative outlet for me. That was my dream to be able to be creative and get paid for it. And so this is my ultimate dream job, but I had, I would have never, I mean, I was from such a low and feeling like you said, lost, which a lot of us feel to then really forcing myself to create this new path, which crazy, crazy. I love it. You know, the purpose of this podcast is to share stories like yours, to give women inspiration about different paths that they might not see in their neighborhood or around them. So I love where you're at today. And I want to actually talk more about your first YouTube video that you did. I think it was August, 2013. That one video, which is crazy to think about was a massive hit, right? You now have over 3 million subscribers. What I love about that video specifically, you've been very open about how you were very nervous to put yourself out there and create content. I want to talk about this because so many people reach out to me saying, I want to start a podcast. I want to start a business. I want to put content out, but they're scared and nervous. So share more about what Desi was like at that time and how you overcame yourself and putting yourself out there. Oh, wow. Desi was not Desi then. I will say, <laughs> I look back at that video. I cringe. Cause I'm like, who is that? I think I was really, I, and this is my like advice to anyone starting is you can start like it kind of sets the precedent for your videos after that one video, right? And you think you have to live up to that first video and just be like that. And I was too caught up in, okay, let me see what YouTube is all about, how creators are online. And then I was like, okay, it's very proper and like really well-spoken. And so I need to be these things. And it definitely wasn't myself. I was just trying to be professional and... I was like, okay, so today (laughs) it was just, yeah, it was a different time. But what's great about these kinds of platforms is obviously your viewers, they grow with you and you don't always have to stay the same and be the same because as humans, that's not really what we do. We're meant to change, evolve, grow, learn. And so I think it's really nice actually now to look back and see how I've changed, how I've evolved. I started like very shy. And then I slowly like realized, okay, no, I need to show the real stuff, even things I'm insecure about. And that was really great. And opening up about my personal life and now I'm a mom. And so it's just this whole journey that's mapped out online, which I think is really nice to look back on. And you shouldn't be afraid to start anywhere. All you have to do is start. It's not going to set you back. Even if you're working a full-time job right now, doing something that maybe you don't love, Take one day a week to work on something that you do love and slowly build on that in your free time and just kind of see where that takes you. There's no hurt in just putting yourself out there. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like once you put that content or you put yourself out there just with time and practice, you slowly begin to find your voice and who you are, right? I mean, looking at who you are today, you mentioned you've been so open about so many difficult aspects of your life on your YouTube channel and Instagram. So it just shows, you know, you can be your authentic self and get over those fears, right? And those insecurities. How do you deal with negative comments or people having an opinion when you're so who you are out there that I'm sure there's always going to be a few people or, you know, at your level, a lot of people that could be 
not saying the nicest or most positive comments. It's interesting because this is something I was talking about this week that no matter how long I'm online at the end of the day, like I am human. And I know a lot of people say like, oh, you just can't let it get to you. But sometimes it gets to you, you know, because it's hurtful. And I think especially when you're already in a vulnerable place in your life, which, you know, we go through cycles where we're feeling down and you read these things that maybe aren't true. It just really does hurt. And there's days I'm telling you where I'll just be like, Steven, today's one of those days where I just don't love being an online personality. I mean, I love it all the time, except those days, it makes me feel really down. And that's just the honest truth. I know a lot of people say it doesn't get to them, but for the most part, I think I do really well. And I have such a supportive family around me and they're always like, you know, this stuff isn't true. And especially for women in this industry, it's unfortunate because I see a very huge difference when I see men succeeding online versus women succeeding online. And that is so terrible because it's oftentimes women who are trying to tear down other women. For example, I've seen men succeed and they're able to talk about their success and be very confident and know their worth. And they are like a boss. They're, wow, they're so confident. That's so amazing. But if a woman does that online, she is so into herself so conceited. Wow. You've changed because you are celebrating all your successes, right? Which you should, you should be able to celebrate your successes. That's definitely something that I wish was different. We need to be really happy for other women when we see them succeeding, not pin women against women. I also see that online and that's just in pop culture too. You always see women pinned against each other. People want rivalries. They want this, but In reality, we're all just out here trying to be supportive and trying to make it and do something with our lives, again, to support our families and just to be doing what we love. So always hold on to that, that I am here doing what I love. And it's an amazing experience and opportunity. I'm so blessed to have this life. So that always trumps those comments. You know, you mentioned how sometimes you'll tell your husband, like this day, I'm just feeling off. Something's gotten to me. And I think that's okay. You just got to ride the wave. And then typically the following day, you're good. You're like, okay, I'm happy again. I love what I'm doing. So it's just honoring how you feel and just riding that wave. Exactly. You have to let yourself feel it. Just let it go. Just feel whatever you're going to feel and then pick yourself up and start the next day. It's exactly right. Exactly. So I'm sure this is a big question, but what would you say are some of the tips that women listening today can take away when it comes to creating content and creating a community and brand around it? Well, the cool thing is, is that now anyone can be a creator. It doesn't matter if you're big or small, as far as like followers, especially with platforms like TikTok. I think people just want to see something they can relate to. And the great thing about that is that there's like a platform for everybody because somebody will relate to you. You know what I'm saying? It's the times are changing. It's very different. I will find myself scrolling through TikTok. I don't care who it is that I'm watching. I don't care what they look like. I just care that they are giving me something that is like entertaining or that I relate to, or they have a story to tell. And I think that's so amazing. So anybody can really pick up their phone and start this as long as you're consistent and constantly uploading you will gain an audience that loves you. And I think that's really awesome. 
I couldn't agree more in terms of putting, you know, your authentic self out there. I respect so many people on TikTok. I love it. I can be there aimlessly just watching all these amazing real people. And also the power of consistency, I think is so key. And I know those are two main things that have really allowed you to get to where you are today. One thing I'd love to talk about outside of you really creating that community and being an influencer on so many platforms you have actually launched your first business a few years ago, Desi, and you've been very open about some of the pitfalls and challenges you faced in business prior to even launching your own business. So I'd love to hear maybe some of those examples and lessons that you learned in partnerships or prior business deals. When I was started in this industry, obviously I didn't have a background in business. So everything was self-taught. I started being like my own manager and I think in the beginning, I even was like, yes, this is Desi's assistant <laughs> with me. Everything was me. Like I had to be my own editor and all this stuff. So everything was a learning curve. And with that, you're going to make mistakes. And I made like some pretty big mistakes, you know, as a small creator, especially I, I remember signing contracts because I was so excited that somebody wanted to work with me. And then that fear of, oh my God, if I negotiate, they'll back out and then they won't want to work with me. And at the end of the day, I wish somebody would have told me that when I was younger and made these mistakes, that every contract should be negotiated. And in business, every contract is negotiated. There isn't a time where you give someone a contract and there's just nothing negotiated. That's just the way it is. You should make sure that you are in your corner because the person giving you this contract, unfortunately, is not in your corner. They are in the corner of what benefits them and you have to look out for yourself. So those are some of the early mistakes I made. I didn't try to understand the contract. I also didn't have money to have an attorney look over a contract. So I just felt very, well, it's okay. I'll be fine. You know, and that's definitely something I, I, I regret. And also in business, you should always have a contract. That was another mistake I made was not having a contract because as much as you think someone is your friend or your, they have an interest at the end of the day, that in business is necessary. So that was a huge mistake. And that was in my influencer career. So those are kind of things that you learn. And it's definitely been a journey. And now starting my own business, there is so much that goes into this behind the scenes that is more than I even understood. Because I think what was great is that I had this advantage of having collaborations where I did learn the process of things and that was still just the very tip of the iceberg of everything you really do have to learn. So we're still out here learning. But the great thing is, is that I have amazing friends online and customers that they give their feedback and we are able to then take that feedback and be like, okay, well, we need to change this, fix this. And it's really nice to have that community. And it's not just random customers. They're people that have been on this journey with me forever. So their criticism is constructive and nice and coming from a place of like, oh, I think this would be great or that would be awesome. And to have all of that information is great because then we just take it back and we like, okay, how can we fix this? And we're constantly learning still. So I'm sure I don't even know everything yet, but I'm getting there. It's wild. Yeah, I know. Starting your own business. And for you, 
you know, you completely self-funded it. That was a decision you've made. And, you know, I'm sure you're so involved, even outside of the influencer marketing, creating awareness, you're manufacturing the product, you're managing fulfillment. So you're now getting so well-versed in every aspect of the business. But before you were starting out, were you scared or were there any fears in terms of starting the business from scratch? Because like you said, you know, you did self-fund and you wanted to manage everything. Oh my gosh, of course. Anytime you start a new chapter in life, I think it's so scary because you're taking this huge risk. But I did get advice from a friend once that said, the best investment you can make is on yourself. Remember that. Don't be scared to start this project because you are your best investment. Do this. You've made it this far. Just go for it. And that was really helpful for me because I do believe in myself and I should put that forward. And yeah, it was terrifying. And not to mention putting up my own savings for it. I was really passionate about that because I was afraid that somebody would want to take so much control or ownership over the company and make decisions about the way it was going to be or how things should look. And I didn't want to start that way. I wanted to be very much me. And that's creative control, I think, is the reason why I wanted to start my own brand. So that's why it felt so right to just do it on our own with, you know, my family. And I don't regret it. And I think it's been an amazing turnout. And I'm glad that I took that risk. Eventually, one day, I, I would love to take on investors because I would love to be able to have my brand all over the world and in stores and easily accessible for people. And that takes a lot of money. So yeah, <laughs> that I will want to do in the future for sure. You know, I know you talk a lot about working with your family, but how is your team set up now? Because I know you're still small and nimble and you're doing so much. So who is your tribe around you who is working with you on all these projects? So there's a base group of three of us. So it's me, my brother and my husband. That's like the core of both brands. So with the skin side, I have two employees on skin who help us do everything. They are like so amazing. And that's Daniel and Mel, and they are just like an amazing team. So it's just them two on skin. And then I have Brian and Chris on my sunny side. So total five on each team, but three of us are the same on each team. So we're definitely in a place where we need to just grow now and work past just the five of us on each side. So that's something we're working on right now is expanding and figuring out. That's another thing you need to figure out in business is what is it that you need? What are you missing? Yeah, no. And I appreciate you sharing that because I think sometimes people think starting a business, you need a massive team around you to get anything off the ground. And it just shows, you know, with a small, amazing team around you, you're able to launch, you know, now you have two businesses under your belt, you have sunglasses and skincare. So I always find it fascinating to just understand the construct behind the scenes of what it takes to get brands out there. And I'm curious, you know, with the sunglasses being your first company that launched, how did you decide to get into that world? Cause I know you have so many interests, but what was it about sunglasses that got you excited for that to be your first business? Well, I did a collaboration with a company and I really found that I loved designing eyewear. And I knew in that moment, I was like, this is something I do want to do forever. Like I really love creating eyewear. I think it's one of those 
fashion pieces that anyone can wear. Everybody loves sunglasses. It's like a one size fits all in a way. I mean, obviously you have different face shapes and different glasses fit differently, but I love the idea that when I get dressed, I think picking a pair of sunglasses can kind of, it's an attitude. It's like, what am I going to be today? Am I kind of just on the go? Am I a little hungover? Do I want like these big frames? Am I, (laughs) you know, am I feeling really confident? And I want people to I want to walk in and people be like, oh, she's a boss. It's like, it's just an, 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 a feeling that they give you. And it's an accessory, which I think is nice. It's also a dip into the fashion world, which is where I've always wanted to be. You know, even in college, I would take fashion design classes and sketch all types of things. And so it was like my intro to fashion in my mind. Yes. I definitely would I- like to expand in the fashion world one day. I mean, that's my dream. Yeah. I'm sure. And you will just a matter of time, but yeah, I love uh, your take on sunglasses. I love sunglasses. I have so many of them. And I know during the pandemic in the past year, you know, so much in your life happened. You had a baby, your baby ocean. He's so adorable. And you also launched a skincare brand. So there's so much to talk about there, but how was the past year for you just juggling both of these massive aspects in your life? It was wild. It's still wild. It's just such a huge adjustment for any mother, any, even if you're not starting a business, I think new moms, like I have so much respect for what this huge new change in your life means for you, you know, as a woman. And that alone is enough to tackle. I think, uh, especially with your identity and just your life changes so drastically overnight and who you are changes so much. So that alone was kind of crazy. And being pregnant and having to design and be creative and show up, that was really hard because especially later in pregnancy, you just feel like you're off. You know, my mind was just, I was so tired and my mind would just shut off. And I remember being in meetings and my team would be like, we lost her. She's gone. I would just be sitting there like, so pregnant but thankfully by that time like everything all the big decisions and everything was already made so that was good it's just a juggling act and I found that my whole life I've been juggling and hustling so hard every day thinking did I do enough today am I doing enough in my life like it's always been something in my mind and I almost I loved it but I hated it at the same time because I never slowed down so I think the pandemic came at a perfect time because it gave me this opportunity to spend time in my house with my family, enjoy my pregnancy, not feel like I wasn't doing enough outside of, you know, my brands, right? Like with my own personal brand. And so it was a good time to just reflect and just enjoy my time with Steven before Ocean got here. And now he's here and he is the most amazing thing in my life. And I understand now that I can do everything, but I can't do everything every day. And that's okay. I wake up every day and I decide what am I battling today or what am I tackling? Because I can't tackle all aspects of my life as my personal brand, then my eyewear, then my skincare. So I noticed that now being a mom, I have to make sure I have everything scheduled out more structured. And that way I focus on one thing. And then I have time to also spend with ocean because I don't want to just be too busy to like, play with him during the day. 
I love that. So you think just being a little bit more in control of your schedule and planning things kind of allows you to both be an involved mother and still maintain these many businesses that you have and your brand and everything. So that's the key. That's the key. And being okay with not showing up to every aspect of your life in a day. Because at first I thought, oh my God, I have to be here, 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 and here and cover all my bases or else like I'm not succeeding at all of these aspects of my life. And then I realized that's not realistic and I can't do that. So maybe one day I'm not heavy in this part of my life, but it's focusing here and ocean. It's always like this part of my life and then ocean every day. So I have to like balance those things out, but it is possible. And I found that that is my new strategy. I love it. No, I'm taking mental notes. It's something I think a lot about. I don't have kids yet, but just the way you talk about the hustle that you have and always wanting to do more and be better the next day. I'm always thinking about how family kind of fills in that kind of a world. So it's uh, definitely helpful to hear your perspective. And one thing you mentioned on this interview, as well as other interviews is, you know, the change in your identity as Desi now being a mother. So can you talk more about that and how you've seen your identity evolved if, if it has in any way? I'm still trying to kind of work it out, to be honest. I guess before I had Ocean, I really thought I'm just going to be me, but with Ocean, but with a kid. That's what I thought. I was like, I'm still going to be me. I'm just going to be me with a baby. And for me, that wasn't my reality. I think I changed so much overnight that I almost can't believe it. It's just like my, what's important to me is so different now. Everything revolves around him and like what is best for him. And before it was what's best for me, my career, what I'm doing, what do I want to do today? And so when you're an entrepreneur, that's a huge shift. So there are days where I I still feel that like, oh, am I not doing enough? But I know at the end of the day, I'm doing enough for my son. So that's what is important to me and trying to balance out not making my career something that's important and not, and making sure I'm making ocean a priority is that's where I struggle and trying to find the balance. Right. So I know I'm not going to be who I was. I'm trying to meet my old self and my new self in the middle. That's like where I'm at right now. So that's the best way I can describe it. It's a beautiful place to be. And, you know, I can't wait to continue watching you online and seeing that transition with your family as well. And, you know, speaking about motherhood, you've been very open about your fertility journey on your YouTube series. And I'm sure that resonates with a lot of women. And I'm so glad you brought up because I think there needs to be more conversations around that. Why was that something important for you to share to your community and followers? Because I felt like I was living this secret fake life that I wasn't sharing. It was such a huge part of what I was going through. And every day I was trying to show up on stories and just feel happy and give people good energy and really down. I was breaking like inside and I just, it just kind of felt like a lie. And I found myself turning on the camera, looking into the camera and just being like, this is fake. I can't even say hi. I don't even know what to talk about because all I can think about is what I'm going through. And so I just decided one day to share it and it was crazy how many women came forward and they are struggling with the same situation. It was even people that are close to me that never let me know that this was something that they struggled with because women didn't like to talk about it. But honestly, why, why don't we? It's 
if it's so normal, like when you have miscarriages, if it's so normal and everyone says this happens, it's totally normal. Then how come I'm not hearing about it more? How come people aren't telling me like, I wish I had someone to look at telling me like, this is what I'm going through too, when I was going through it. And there might've been, I just didn't even think to check, right? There wasn't anyone around me personally, but I got so much support and I realized how much it helped me to talk about it, to vent about it, to discuss the process of it all and just be my full authentic self. And I appreciate you talking about it because I think to your point, you know, there's so many people in my world who have had fertility issues or miscarriages. And when you talk more about it, it's more common. And they always say that having people to support them or just talking through it has helped them despite it still being difficult, but it helps a little bit. So for someone like you to magnify that situation and really create massive awareness, you know, I appreciate you doing that and just being so real about every aspect of your fertility journey to the point where now obviously ocean is with you and he is such a joy. So thank you for doing that. I'm going to switch gears a little bit, but what are you most proud of that a lot of people may not know about you? I mean, I don't know if a lot of people may not know, but I really am most proud about being able to support my family and be with my family every day and still do what I love. My mom always made that such an important thing in my life. Like I told, told you, everyone always lived with us, my cousins, my whoever, whoever needed help. And at the end of the day, like I look at my brother, I look at my mom And I'm just like, how lucky are we that we get to spend every day together? It almost feels like we're in a family, like when you're a kid and you see your brothers and your sisters and your mom every day. And we all get to just kind of be together every day. And to some people that may seem like crazy, but we, we really, really love it. And the fact that I was able to do that for us to where my brother's living his dream And my mom is living on cloud nine with ocean over here. And she just, you know, she's just mom, but she gets to hang out with us every day. She doesn't have to work and do what she was doing before. And that's what makes me the happiest in my life. If I could say anything, that's that's that. I have goosebumps as you were saying that that is so beautiful to hear and, and such a goal in the way I kind of conduct my life also. So I love to see that and how that's happened for you. How do, as a creator who's always creating content and different businesses and ideas, how do you stay creative and inspired? I know that's a whole nother discussion, but it's, I'd love to hear more about how you maintain that in your life. Dang, it's hard. Cause yeah, (laughs) I mean, the thing is we're digesting so much these days that it is harder to find new ways to be creative because there are so many creative people out there just putting out content. And I'm just... I keep talking about TikTok, but I really am amazed by the amount of creative people that are now on this platform that maybe felt they couldn't have another platform before because, I mean, they make it so easy to create over there. So you have all these new people coming forward with their creativity and their like their humor. And I'm just inspired by all of it. Like I will find inspiration in anything. It just depends on what my project is and what I'm trying to get inspiration from. Like, for example, I'll hear a song and I'll think, oh my gosh, I have an idea for a TikTok or like, let's, you know, that that'll be that. And then for like Halloween makeup, instead of looking at other makeup to be inspired, I would look at artwork. So I'd look up different forms of art and 
drawings and then try to figure out how can that be a makeup look? Because if you look to makeup to find inspiration for makeup, a lot of times you'll kind of create similar things. So if you're trying to step outside of the box of what's already out there, you kind of have to find creativity in different mediums than what you're trying to put out. That makes, that makes sense. Totally. So that's kind of how I try to figure out you know, like for example, when I'm designing eyewear, I don't like to look at other eyewear to get inspiration. I like to look at jewelry or artwork or like architecture, different things like that. And that kind of gives me inspiration for new shapes. Absolutely. And I think that's key. I mean, right now I'm launching a business in the women's wellness Ooh, space and hormones. Yes, in process. <laughs> and just getting inspiration outside of the health and wellness world is so key because like you said, if you're seeing what other people are doing, I think it just will make it more difficult to be unique and different in your product, how you're creating the marketing and the awareness. So I love what you said. And I think that's such a great point. You know, there's so many platforms right now, Instagram, obviously YouTube, TikTok, Clubhouse. I mean, the list is endless. How do you kind of decide what platforms you want to be involved with or even just manage everything? Because there's always new stuff popping up. I now look at things like what kind of content is going to make me happy, like creating. So if I find that for some reason, there's a certain platform that creating content for this isn't making me that happy. I'm going to slow down over there because I just don't feel, I'm not feeling like it's making, it's fulfilling me. So that's kind of how I navigate things now. I'm like, what is going to fulfill me and what am I going to be happy to create? And so, and I noticed that a lot of creators are doing that. They're starting to create for themselves and what they really want and what's going to make them really, really happy. And you can tell it's like some (laughs) creators pivot from what they're known for and creating something totally different for themselves. And people are loving this change. You know, there's always going to be people who don't love it, but I think when you're doing something that you truly are interested in and want to be there doing, people can feel that and they digest that content so much better. So that's really how I navigate it. I'm like, am I going to have fun doing this over here? Yes. So I'm going to do it. So that's about it. Totally. I love that because creating content, you know, people might look at it and think it's easy, but there's so much work that goes behind the scenes. So if you're not having fun, it's just miserable. (laughs) So I love the way you think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you're doing it. It's like you're constantly thinking about content. What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? Like, especially like me before having ocean, it was what's next? Like, how am I going to try to figure this out? What can I do different now? And I love doing that though. I love figuring out new ways to give content to people. And I love creating videos. That's always been such a huge passion of mine. So I just try to find new artistic ways to give you a makeup tutorial or give you an outfit of the day. And mind you, it's been a while since I've done that recently. (laughs) That's been a little... (laughs) occupied with ocean and everything. But I was just telling Steven the other day, I'm like, I really am ready to get back to that place where I innovate and think about new ideas and I'm ready. It it took me a while, right? Like uh, maternity leave for sure. Like you just, your mind is not where it was because you're tired. You're not sleeping as much and you're also adjusting. So now I feel like I'm at a place where I'm like, I'm back mentally. And I'm ready to start doing cool stuff again. And how old is Ocean now? He's seven months now. Seven months. I was like six, seven months. Okay, that's great. No, I'm flat. 
I'm sure. And, you know, you just need that mental space also to be creative. So if you're so ingrained in, you know, obviously the early days of a newborn and figuring out your schedule and the vibe of everything, I'm sure that plays into the point. So I'm excited to see what you're up to next. I'm sure there's so many things in your mind. So that is super awesome. And as a closing question, we love to ask all of our guests, wealth means so much more than money and everybody has our own definition of wealth. At this stage in your life, what does wealth mean to you? Money is great, right? Money is only great to me because I get to do these things with and for my family. And that's really all that matters. Like I, you know, I tell Stephen that that's, that is truly what makes us happy. Like all of us, we love it. So just being able to do what I love and also be so close to my family. And that's really, I hate to say it again. I just know it's true, but that's, I, that's something we talk about all the time. I'm like, I just, what more can I ask for? Exactly. And it's a big blessing, you know, having that financial freedom for your lives and being able to work with who you want to work with. I mean, me and my fiance talk about that all the time. He works with both of his sisters, his dad's involved. I used to work with my family business. So I can see, you know, what a big motivation that is in your life. And it just redefines wealth. And if if anything, it makes you want to make more money just to kind of give back and create a bigger team around you of friends and family. What a gift to be in control of that. So I love that, Desi. And, you know, I so appreciate you joining us today and being so real about your journey. And, you know, I'm so excited to see what's next. And I so appreciate you taking the time to join us today. No, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Also, congratulations on starting your business. That's so amazing. You said it very casually, but I think that's <laughs> so awesome. Thank you. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a grind behind the scenes. So I totally get what you're going through all the time. Right? So. Like we, down, we kind of downplay all of our big successes. We're like, hey, yeah, I'm doing this little thing, but. Yeah. So, I love awesome. it. Well, so great to see you. Thank you, Desi. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind Her Empire. If you enjoyed this conversation, it would mean the world to me if you would consider leaving a review or even sharing this episode with someone who might be inspired to create their own empire. To stay updated on new episodes or join our private community, visit BehindHerEmpire.com to sign up. We send inspiring and short emails every week to your inbox. I'll see you next week. And until then, remember, you're always in charge of your own destiny and it's never too late to start your own empire.